Hello again. Welcome to another story about the Peters children. This week's story, Penelope Peters Heaps Burning Coals, is a good one about friendship, kindness, and forgiveness. We need to hear these kind of stories over and over again, and we need to listen to God's Word over and over again, because we tend to forget. Each week that you listen, our prayer is that you are learning something and that you are living out your Christian life, no matter how old you are, in the way that God dictates in Scripture. None of us are perfect, but we should aspire to living our lives according to God's principles. As you listen to this week's story, listen for a title of a hymn or a line from a hymn. And when you hear it, email us at whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Lucy from Pleasant Hill, California, was our winner last week with her answer of Ferris Lord Jesus from the story Pearson Learns to Listen. So let's hear it for Lucy. We here at Whimsy Wins love all kinds of praise music, but we also want you to know the old hymns of the faith. So we would encourage you to listen to Ferris Lord Jesus along with your parents. Now, without further ado, let's listen to Penelope Peters' Heaps Burning Coals. Ever since Nora had moved into the neighborhood, she had become one of the gang. Penelope, Heather, Lisa, and Nora were all fast friends. Penelope, Heather, and Lisa had all lived on the same street, in the same houses, since they were practically babies. And all three of them, while they had their squabbles that time, they still got along just swimmingly. And they played together, not only at school, but nearly every weekend. It was getting close to spring, and there was a warming trend, so on a Saturday morning, the girls were up particularly early, outside playing. Nora hadn't yet come out, but the others had begun their game of hopscotch that they had drawn on Heather's driveway. They happily jumped squares again and again, and when they tired of that, they switched to jumping rope. Heather and Lisa were their turners, while Penelope began to jump. Cinderella, dressed in yellow, went upstairs to kiss a fella. By mistake, she kissed a snake. How many doctors did it take? One, two, three. On Penelope's twentieth jump, she tripped and traded jobs with Heather. Heather proceeded to jump until she was out when her foot hit the rope. It was Lisa's turn next, and the cycle continued that way until the girls decided to change it up and try double Dutch jump rope. After some time, the girls grew tired of jump rope, and they began to discuss what they should do next. Heather casually remarked, I sure wish Nora were here. Where is she? Lisa followed up wistfully. I know. Nora is so fun. A bit dejected, Penelope chimed in. Well, I think we're all fun. I guess. Heather didn't sound convinced. But Nora's just so cool. She always has fun things to talk about, and she always has the best games and toys. For whatever reason... Heather's remarks got on Penelope's last nerve. This wasn't the first time she had noticed that every time Nora came around, there was less interest in whatever they were doing before she showed up. But when she came on the scene, Heather and Lisa were content to let Nora dictate their playtime. Certainly Penelope loved Nora, 
but there was just something about the change that she brought to the group that could be a little hurtful at times. Penelope couldn't quite put her finger on it and dismissed her thoughts at the same time she saw Nora walking down the street toward them. Nora! Lisa and Heather called out enthusiastically. Nora waved, and Penelope waved back. But Penelope was all too aware that the games that they had played before Nora showed up were over for the day. Hi, girls! Check it out! I brought my new magic set. I'll show you some tricks I learned. Nora's enthusiasm was contagious. Oh! said Heather excitedly. Show us, Nora! You're the best! Nora needed no more encouragement before she began showing the girls her sleight-of-hand tricks that she'd learned. Penelope had to admit that tricks were pretty amazing. How did Nora know the one card Penelope had chosen was an ace of spades? It was truly astounding. After about an hour of card tricks, Nora suggested the girls do something else. All three of the other girls agreed, as usual, whenever Nora made an appearance, that it was time to switch to another activity. Penelope suggested they play pick-up sticks. She saw Heather not in agreement, and Lisa answered with a noncommittal, Sure. But Nora had a different suggestion. Hey, instead of playing pick-up sticks, how about we go over to my house and play with my new puppy, Zach? Great idea! cried out Heather and Lisa. Penelope felt a small twinge of hurt in her heart, but she knew better than to pout. Mama Peters always reminded her, a girl who pouts puts herself on the outs, while a girl who thinks of everyone always has more fun. So Penelope did her utmost to keep from thinking about herself, and knowing it would be fun to play with Zach, decided to follow along to Nora's house. Of course, Heather and Lisa quickly grabbed and linked arms with Nora. Penelope hurriedly skipped behind to catch up and tried to catch on to Heather's arm. Heather didn't even notice Penelope and kept skipping right along, and it was only when Penelope tripped over her back foot and fell on the ground did the girl stop to look at her. Oh, Penelope, are you okay? Lisa sweetly asked, offering her hand. Penelope, doing her best not to feel sorry for herself, brushed off her leg and the tear off her cheek and answered a bit coolly. Yeah, I'm fine, I guess. Heather reached out and helped Penelope to her feet. As the girls continued to walk toward Nora's house, Penelope wistfully glanced across the street at her own house, wondering if she should just go home. After all, the girls looked just fine without her. As they neared Nora's house, Zack, the yellow labradoodle, came racing up to the girls at the door, shaking its tail in all directions and licking everyone's legs with slobbery affection. Penelope's heart melted looking at little Zack. All four of the girls watched with enjoyment as Zack retrieved the tennis balls they rolled to him. They got a kick out of him as he pounced on his squishy toys. His antics were quite adorable. Penelope's attention was diverted from Zack when she heard Heather whispering something to Nora. She couldn't quite make out what she said, but she noticed that Nora chuckled and turned to whisper whatever Heather had said into Lisa's ear. The girls laughed. <laughs> and Penelope suddenly felt like an outsider. She pretended not to notice, but she felt the sting of tears in her eyes. She didn't have long to think about her sadness, because when she looked down, Zack was having an accident on Penelope's leg. Oh, no! The girls turned toward Penelope. Nora jumped up and grabbed Zack. She scolded him and apologized to Penelope. Both Heather and Lisa looked down at Penelope's pant leg and acted totally grossed out. Penelope proceeded to walk to the bathroom to clean up. 
Only when she came out again, Heather, Lisa, and Nora were nowhere to be found. She looked in the living room and out in the backyard and finally went up to Nora's room where the girls were sitting, giggling about something. (laughs) They didn't even bother to look up when Penelope walked back into the room, so she finally said quietly, I'm going to go home for lunch. Bye, girls. But they paid no attention and didn't even respond. Penelope walked out of Nora's room and downstairs to the front door. Before she reached the front door, Penelope noticed Mrs. Thompson, Nora's mom, sitting on the couch. Thanks for letting me play, Mrs. Thompson. Mrs. Thompson looked up. Well, thanks for coming, Penelope. Will we see you later? Maybe, Penelope responded and walked out the front door. She crossed the street to her house, opened the front door, and walked in. She could hear her sisters cooing on the floor and Mama Peters putting lunch together in the kitchen. Pearson followed right behind her and yelled indelicately, in typical Pearson fashion, I'm home! Something about her brother made Penelope's heart swell, and despite the fact that he'd almost directly shouted in her right ear, she grasped him tightly. Hey, Pearson, maybe just you and me should play together for the rest of the day. Pearson hugged her back and responded, Yeah, well, that sounds fun, Pen, but Finn's coming over later today to play Army Guys. He's going to play Russia, and I'm going to play America. But if you want to play with us, you can, Pen. That didn't sound super appealing to Penelope, but still, just being around Pearson was a nice reprieve for her weary soul. She walked toward the kitchen and saw her sisters in their bouncy seats, and she nearly broke into tears. They were so precious, and they loved Penelope no matter what. She couldn't help but feel her heart fill with warmth as she pushed them back and forth. Mama Peters turned around and walked over to Pearson and Penelope, giving them a brief side hug. Hi, guys! One of you go grab Daddy Peters. He's out in the backyard trimming the oak tree. It's time for lunch. Mama Peters dished up soup in a nice big bowl with some crusty bread. There was almost nothing better than Mama Peters' soup on a somewhat warm but crisp Saturday. Daddy Peters walked in and asked loudly, Who are these kids? I recognize the twin girls on the floor. But who are these other two kids coming into my house and stealing my food? Penelope smiled and threw her arms around Daddy Peters. Daddy, it's me, Penelope! And I sure do love you. Daddy Peters picked her up. I love you too. And began to swing her around a bit. Mama Peters interrupted the frivolity. Daddy Peters, would you mind praying over lunch, sweetie? Daddy Peters put his arm around Pearson, bowed his head, and prayed, thanking the Lord for the lunch. After prayer, the family could be heard slurping their soup and chomping on their sourdough bread. In between bites... Mama Peters asked Pearson how his day had gone so far. My day has been totally tubular, Mama. Finn and I played with stomp rockets, and I promised Daddy I think my rocket hit one of the planets. It went so high. Well, Pearson, maybe we should call the FAA to get clearance before you stomp your rockets into the atmosphere. Daddy Peters chuckled. (laughs) Pearson nodded, but he had already moved on to the next thing. Is it cool, Mama Peters, if Finn comes over after lunch? Because we're going to play Army. Of course, bud. Mama Peters turned toward Penelope. How was your day, Pen? Uh, fine, I guess. Penelope answered hesitantly as she stirred her soup. Is there anything wrong, Pen? Mama Peters had picked up on Penelope's tone. Penelope launched into her tale of telling everything that had happened. She ended her story with, And this isn't the first time, Mama. Every time Nora comes around, Heather and Lisa just want to play with her. Her cadence began to accelerate. 
They always want to chat about things that I can't know about. Mama Peters, I do what you always tell me to do. I don't pout, so I'm not on the outs. I try to think of everyone and have more fun, but it seems like they truly don't want me around. I think they might have more fun without me. Mama Peters exchanged a glance with Daddy Peters, and Pearson seemed oblivious as he continued his loud soup slurping and cooing at the twins. Mama Peters slowly responded to Penelope's diatribe. Well, Penelope, this is a conundrum to be sure. You have been friends with Heather and Lisa your whole life, and for just a short time with Nora. You might even feel just a little bit like you don't want anything to change in your friendships, ever. That's a hard spot to be in, and it's harder for girls than it is for boys. Girls are relationship-oriented. God has made girls in such a way that they enjoy closeness of relationship and being together and communicating well. Boys and men, on the other hand, communicate a lot less, and they're just fine with that. They don't feel a need to talk about everything, and they define closeness a lot different than girls do. Penelope was growing confused. What do you mean, Mama? Well, you know how at lunch you have been nervous that no one is going to eat with you? Or how you feel some anxiety when you go to the cafeteria and hope that you don't get stuck eating all by yourself? Mama Peters was trying to use a practical example so that Penelope would understand. Well, yes. Penelope wasn't sure where this was going. Well, that's because you feel insecure by yourself. You want to feel that closeness with someone. You yearn for someone to understand you and to love you. And you want to be that kind of a friend to someone else, too. I don't think Pearson even thinks twice about it. Most boys just walk right up to someone, plop their stuff down, and they don't even care who they're with. They'll just hang out. But girls want to feel the closeness of a relationship with other girls. And they want other girls to feel close to them, too. I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing, but you have to be sure that you are okay if Christ alone is your friend. If no one else cares about you, or wants to hear your stories, or wants to play games with you, are you okay knowing that Jesus always cares? I don't know, Mama. Maybe, Penelope answered thoughtfully. Well, it might be a good idea to pray and ask God to help you care about his friendship first and foremost. And I know this is hard, but you must remember that friends come and go, but you can dig in and be faithful even when they aren't faithful to you. Being a loyal and faithful friend means that you don't ditch them for the newest friend. It means not gossiping about them or doing things that might purposely hurt them. Being a faithful friend also means that if your friends are rude to you or ditch you and want to be better friends with others, or if they're only kind when others aren't around, it means that you are still called to simply be kind. I know you and peers learned Ephesians 4.32 in Awana. Remember what it says? Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. That verse has no qualifiers. Qualifiers? Penelope looked more confused than ever. By qualifiers, I mean it doesn't say be kind to one another when they're kind to you, or forgive them only after they apologize. It just says be kind to one another. If one of your friends isn't kind to you or deserts you, you aren't to take revenge by giving them the cold shoulder. You shouldn't display unforgiveness by trying to teach them a lesson in your own strength. Being a true friend means that you're true first to Christ to how he has called you to live, and in relationships with other children, it means realizing that they may fail you, but you are to simply love them in whatever way you can. And remember the Bible verse in Proverbs twenty-five, twenty-two: 
it talks about loving our enemies or even just our friends who are maybe acting like enemies in the moment. And in that way, it says, you will be heaping burning coals on their heads. This means that you aren't simply being kind just to make them feel bad about being rude to you, but because Christ commands us to turn the other cheek and to be ready to take a blow and continue being faithful to the Lord toward our friends. I think I get it, Mama Peters. I felt so sad inside today, and I just wanted to start crying and kind of yell at them that I wasn't going to play anymore. She was embarrassed by her behavior. Oh, Nellie, I love you. I also want you to remember that a girl who is secure in who Jesus has made her is the prettiest girl of all. If you trust Jesus with your life and are simply kind, Jesus will reward you, my darling. Daddy Peters interjected and held his hand out to Penelope tenderly. Let's pray that God will give you the strength to love your friends, even when they are unkind, and prefer one another over you. He cleared his throat <clears throat> and began praying. Lord, it is never easy to feel like we are playing second fiddle. We want to be the most important person to our friends. And really, we want to be most important overall. But help us to remember that we are here to bring you glory. And we are here to be less so that you can be more. Help us to remember, as the song says, For our sins he suffered and bled and died. And Jesus never sought his own redemption, but entrusted himself to you who judges justly. Help us to remember that what you think is all that matters. And in those moments when maybe a friend is being rude or unkind or preferring another friend over us, please bring to mind that we are befriending the invisible friend in the room, Jesus, when we are turning the other cheek. And Lord, please comfort our dear Nellie now and help her to forgive her friends from her heart and continue to dig in and be sweet and kind. We love you, Lord. Amen. Penelope felt the love and affection of both of her parents as they reached over and gave her a hug. She looked with joy at her family, and her eyes landed on Pearson, who had his bowl upturned on his face. He lowered the bowl and glanced between his family members slowly, recognizing that everyone was staring at him. What? he asked, not knowing what was going on. Oh, Pearson, nothing. I love you, Penelope exclaimed. A loud knock on the door disrupted their conversation. And Pearson shouted, I'll get it! That's Finn! Pow, pow, pow! Take that, you Russian warlord, Pearson yelled on his way to the door. They listened from the other room as Pearson opened the door. Hey, Penelope! It's not Finn! It's your friends! I forgot the new one's name, but Lisa and Heather and that new girl are here! Penelope's face turned a crimson red as she ran to the door where her friends were waiting for her. She was so embarrassed that Pearson didn't remember Nora's name, but she was also a little nervous about why they had come. Hey, said Penelope meekly. Hi, Pen. Listen, we're not sure we know why you sneaked off to your house. My mom told us you'd left, and after you cleaned up the mess on your leg from Zack, we were super rude not to tell you where we were going. We're sorry. Nora offered. Almost simultaneously, Heather and Lisa chimed in. Yeah, Pen, we're sorry. Penelope hugged her friends and invited them in. I forgive you, girls. Do you want to come in and play? The girls all nodded vigorously, and before long, they were playing with Priscilla and Patience on the floor. Mama Peters brought in a huge bowl of popcorn and winked at Penelope. Daddy Peters turned to Mama. How quickly we forget, he whispered out of the hearing of the girls. Mama Peters nodded. 
and with a voice just above a whisper, she responded, Yes, but forgetfulness is a blessing. I pray that Penelope will always forget the hurts that she experiences, being quick to forgive and overlook. It sure is a big calling, but I know that God can do the work in her life. Welcome again to Grandmom's Corner. Our story today is a good one about how we can be a better friend. When I was a kid, I was extremely insecure, and I would feel threatened if my friend became friends with somebody else. I would try to keep their friendship all to myself. If I was in a group of three, there were times that I would gossip about one of the people in the group to the other person in our group so that they would like me better. Looking back, I'm ashamed of my behavior, but I don't need to be ashamed or embarrassed because I've already confessed my sin of jealousy and being possessive, and the Lord has forgiven me. And you know the irony? Two of my adult friends are from junior high and high school days. We constantly text each other and share our prayer needs and blessings from the Lord. But you know what? When we were in junior high and high school together, I was rude and mean to both of them because I was jealous and insecure. And I wasted so much time with silly jealousies. But I am so grateful that the Lord has restored our broken relationship. I always used to tell my kids, don't be my age and just learning this stuff. Learn it while you're young and form good habits. As a first grade Sunday school teacher of many years, I have observed mostly girls, I'm sad to say, as they mistreat other girls because of jealousy and possessiveness. When they're in a group of three, for example, I've watched as two of them might gang up on the third person and say something like, you can't play with us. Or one of them might whisper to the other, let's not play with her. When I hear that, I always call them aside and I remind them not to be exclusive have you ever been guilty of being rude and mean to someone because you were afraid that one of your friends would like someone else? Or have you been on the receiving end of someone being mean to you because they didn't want you to be friends with their friends? It doesn't feel so good, does it? This week, let's go out of our way to be friendly and kind to everyone. That doesn't mean we're going to be best friends with everyone, but we can still be kind and loving as God has commanded us to be. And as Mama Peters exhorted Penelope, Jesus, above everyone else, should be your very best friends. When your friends snub you or treat you unkindly, Jesus cares. I love what Colossians 3, 12, and 13 says. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Now you may not understand all of those words, but here's the bottom line. God is kind to you, so be kind to others. And be a friend to others, just like Jesus is a friend to you. We plan to be here next week, the Lord willing, and we'd love it if you were too. Bye for now.